What's up, y'all? This is Whitmer from Nerdtastic, and you're listening to KCOU Columbia 88.1 FM. And welcome, welcome, welcome on this cold day <laughs> to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. My name is Kyle Jones. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Cole Tusing Cole, Snow Lumbia has returned. The snow is falling, and it is our season finale. As finals are next week, and neither of us really want to have to deal with the show during that time. Um, so, are you ready for our our season finale? Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, this season has been great, and I'm um, looking forward to season three. And I'll try not to uh, cry in air. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Also, um. Little little breaking news. I uh, I have some intel for you. Um, we will have the exact same time slot for next semester. So if if you enjoyed waking up at eight o'clock in the morning to uh, to listen to KNC Sports this semester, don't worry. Uh, we'll be in the exact same time, exact same place next semester. That's great. But you know, there's a lot to talk about here. Um, all the college football bowl games are announced. Yeah, FO we, had a crazy week. We got bowl games. We we had oh, some college football news. Urban Meyer's going to step yeah, down Urban after Meyer's the retiring. Rose Bowl game. And let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot. So uh, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna start off with college football. So stay tuned. Superman, man, am I glad to see you? What are you doing on this deserted road? Some guys from school drove out here and we're going to start fooling around with drugs. When I told them all drugs do is mess up your head and get you in a lot of trouble, they kicked me out of the van and drove off. You're right not to get involved in the drug scene. Nobody with any sense wants any part of it. How do I get home? That's no problem at all. To break the plane of the pylon. I'm Corbett Koslack. And I'm Daniel Virag. Breaking the Plane is back for a second season. All the analysis and in-depth looks at the NFL, NCAA, and football from across the country. 58! Blue 58! Go! Breaking the Plane, Saturday mornings, 11 to noon, all throughout football season on KCOU 88.1 FM and online at kcou.fm. Every Thursday from 4 to 5, tune into KCOU 88.1 for Cut the Nets, for commentary over the NBA. Like everyone shoots like 40% from three in Brad Stevens' offense. That's not Marcus point. Smart. NFL. Browns are going to finish like 6-6-4. Six, six, and four. Mizzou Athletics. Which these, these next three games are the biggest opportunities for Mizzou to suck I, I, out of any games all season. I've, and more. His hairline's like back, like way back. He looks like he's like 40. He looks like a dad. Check out Cut the Nets. We'll be back next week, same time, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Thursdays. And Chuck, always shoot your shot. And welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're online at KCOU.FM. So if you're on the go but you've got your phone by you, you know, get on the website. Give us a listen. Uh, but so let's start with college football, Cole. A couple of interesting games. Of course, all the all the conference championships games occurred uh, over the weekend, uh, and we had some pretty pretty cool results. Um, 
Alabama, despite losing Tua uh, and despite Tua not having that good of a game to begin with, uh, still was able to march out Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts was able to uh, to pull off the win over Georgia. Um, a win that sees Georgia ball out of the top four in the college football playoff. Do you think that is the right decision by the committee? First, I thought it was the right decision. I felt like, you know, Georgia's bad loss to um, LSU, you know, definitely held them back a little bit. But the way they played Alabama and the way that they argued like they should be in the college football playoff because I would argue, and I totally agree with them, they played Alabama the best out of any team in the season. It's the first time, really, that Alabama's had a close football game this year. So, Georgia, if they didn't have that bad loss to LSU, maybe they would be in the college football playoff. But, I mean, you saw, you know, a New Year's Six Bowl. So, you yeah. know, just take it how you leave it and uh, move on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Unfortunate for them that they miss it. But, honestly, I mean, I'd rather have, I'd rather have a conference champion Oklahoma who... You know, Kyler Murray could very well win the Heisman this year over Georgia, you know? And that Oklahoma versus Texas game was... That was some fire. Quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, that that looked like it could have gone UT's way for a little bit there in the third. Um, but then OU pulled it out in the fourth and won 39-27. And I mentioned it once, I'll, I'll say it once again. Kyler Murray could wind up winning the Heisman this season. Do you think that's a fair statement? Honestly, after Drew Locke fell out of the whole Heisman talk, Kyler Murray was my pick to win the Heisman. I know you were writing, you know, Tua Tagovailoa a lot in time for win the Heisman. He's a finalist as well. He, he's a finalist, and I was writing Tua for a while, but I've kind of come around on on Kyler Murray just simply because of how well OU has done offensively. And I mean, yeah, okay, it's the Big Twelve. The defenses suck, and Kyler Murray is. You know, been torching up crummy defenses all season, but uh, this is a big but. It's one, uh, there's, there's a difference between playing crummy defenses all year and winning by, let's say, 10 or 20, and there's a, there's a difference between doing that and hanging 60 on those crum- crummy defenses all season. Now and that's the sort of thing that OU's been doing. Now, here's the question, you know, for Oklahoma, because the college ball playoff was announced. Oklahoma had a tough one, a very close one against West Virginia, a close one in the Big 12 championship against Texas. They lost, and they to, lost Texas to Texas in the, in the regular season. Red yeah. rivalry. And now you're playing Clemson. Yeah, they're playing. They're, they're, wait. Oh, no, they're playing no, Alabama. They're Clemson's playing, playing Bama. They're playing Bama. Clemson's playing Notre Dame. Now you're playing Alabama. Oklahoma, you bring up the good point how they don't have a good Big 12. They don't have a good defense, but they have a good offense. And now they're playing against Alabama, who is a top defense. This will be, in my opinion, this will be just as close as the Alabama Georgia game. Um, That's I've never heard that pick before. I thought people were saying Alabama's going to blow Oklahoma I don't out think, because that I, defense is so weak. I, to Oklahoma. I, I, I don't think so. Yes, the Oklahoma defense is weak. I I will agree with that, but I think it's strong enough to at least limit the damage. Um, so you think it's going to be a shootout rather between? Heisman Tua, I mean, excuse me, Heisman Tua versus Heisman Kyler Murray. Yes, I do. I think that's um, a fair bet. I think Bam is going to come out on top, um, but I think Kyler Murray and the Sooners are going to make this incredibly close. Incredibly close. 
And, and you gotta you gotta think of it this way. That college football playoff game is very well Kyler Murray's last football game. Because you know, he's going to the Oakland Athletics um to play baseball. So he's gonna play he's gonna lay his heart on the line for this sooner team, as I'm sure he always does, but you know, this game even more so. So I'm looking forward to that one a whole lot more than I'm looking forward to Clemson Notre Dame. Clemson's gonna smack Notre Dame. Like, don't let your Irish friends tell you any different. That Notre Dame team is overrated as heck, and Clemson is going to absolutely humiliate the Irish. So if you think Notre Dame is overrated and you think Clemson's gonna stomp on them, do you think another team should have gone in over Notre Dame? Like oh like Ohio State or Georgia? No, see, the thing is, what Notre Dame has going for them is that they are undefeated, right? So is UCF. UCF is as well, but Notre Dame is undefeated, and their their conference schedule, you know, not conference, they don't have a conference, but their schedule includes some relatively strong opponents. UCF is brought down by the fact that half of their games, they have to play against crappy AAC, AAC teams. You know? That's like, true, and... And the AAC the is the the getting better. The American Athletic Conference is getting better every year, and I think at one at some point it needs to be regarded in a higher stature than the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is going downhill, but the American Athletic is quickly trending upward. When you look at the whole top 25 of how the strength of schedule, everyone, even Alabama is like ranked 40th in strength of schedule. UCF is ranked in the hundreds. Exactly. So that's the reason why they're not in the conference. Yeah, exactly. Playoff. That's that's why they're missing out. Um, but so there's that. Uh, you talked about Ohio State. They beat Northwestern pretty handily. Um, nothing much to talk about there. Dwayne Haskins is a uh, is a Heisman finalist. I don't think he'll win, but he's a finalist. And then uh. UCF Memphis was one heck of a game. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch that, my word. Like, it was off the walls. Memphis started out hot, you know, winning. You know, excuse me. They were winning, you know, with six minutes to go. Six minutes, you know, after kickoff, they were already blowing out UCF. Yeah, it, it looked like it, it was like 20... It, they were down, UCF was down like 24, yeah, it was 24 to 7 at the end of the first quarter, and so I'm sitting with a couple of guys, uh, and we're keeping up with the score, and I'm like, what in the world is going on here? They said, we don't know, man, it looks like UCF might lose, uh, but they didn't, they pulled it out, uh, which is a testament to how strong that team is. Now, UCF is playing in a bowl game against an SEC team, they're playing LSU this year. Yeah. If, if UCF is able to beat LSU, what does this do for the national champion banter? Whew. If UCF beats LSU, like y'all, that that we start talking about including them in the college football playoff. I'm sorry, but that is just how this works because you because LSU had a very strong season. I mean. They they only they only had a couple losses. One of them was a really tough one, seven overtimes against A and M. Like you know, okay, you lose to Bama twenty nine nothing. That's excusable. It's Bama, and then you lose to Florida twenty seven nineteen in the swamp. This is when Florida was ranked twenty two, about midway through the season. I mean, you know, go ahead, right? So if UCF manages to beat LSU. 
Ooh, man, we are talking some serious, like, put some respect on UCF's name there, you know? But so we'll, uh, you know, we'll move off of that one. A couple of other ones. Uh, Fresno State beating Boise State um, by a field goal in overtime. Always fun when championship games go to overtime, and that one did. And then how about Drake? So this wasn't a, this was not a conference championship game, but this is something I do want to talk about because it is rare that you see a team of Drake's stature go head-to-head with a member of the Big 12. You know? But Drake did it. Drake took Iowa State to a 24-27 game. Drake lost. Iowa State did win. Iowa State ranked 23rd in the nation, 8-4, and 6-1 at home this season. Yet, my word, was that a close one. So is that respect? Are you trying to put some respect on Drake, or put, is that a testament some, to Iowa State? Put some respect twelve. On, put some respect on Drake. Are you kidding me? That's 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 a Drake performance right there. You know, God, I think that the Bulldogs or some something like that. God, God, put some respect on their name. And then University of Alabama at Birmingham, UAB, the Blazers. You know, they did not have a football program four years ago. It was non-existent. They had shut it down for monetary reasons. They won the CUSA Conference Championship over the weekend, over Middle Tennessee. Got to give props to the Blazers, because that's something that I don't think anybody at that university saw happening in their future back when they shut that program down. Um, and then the last one we'll talk about is Stanford beating California. That was not the Pac-12 championship, but they, it was a, a big game, and uh, the Bears the Bears did not win. The band was not on the field. Anyway, so there's that. Army-Navy's this weekend, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I always love it when Army-Navy rolls around. Uh, but I think the, there's a bigger bit of news in the world of college football, especially today. That is that Urban Meyer is stepping down as coach of Ohio State. He is retiring from coaching. The Rose Bowl will be his final game in charge, his final game as a coach. Did you see this coming, Cole? I see this coming. Well, Honestly, that's the tough question, honestly, because, you know, when you bring up, you know, Erwin Meyer, you're honestly, you know, with what happened, you know, in the previous offseason, that's where your brain automatically goes to. And, you know, I, for one, thought that he should have been, you know, fired with the whole allegations going on, but he ended up being suspended, you know, for one full game. and like, then Yeah, he was suspended for one game. It was allowed to coach for the rest. Like, it was kind of a load of crud in terms of, you know, ample punishment for him. And now he's stepping down as the final game for, you know, his coaching duties at Ohio State is a Rose Bowl game. So, did I see it coming? Not really. I thought, you know, after the whole allegations cleared and, you know, he was the coach, I thought he was going to be coach for at least a few more years before retiring. But clearly that's not what happened. 
Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I am, you know, I'm okay with this. Um, I think this is the right decision by him. I think this is, in a way, Urban Meyer recognizing that he made a mistake. It has already pretty much tarnished his legacy. He's never going to be able to live that down. Um... And so he realizes that his place is no longer on the football field. Um, I think he has realized, for, for the better of everybody, that, you know, he needs to just step away. He needs to, you know, settle down. And, you know, he had a good career. He had a good coaching career. He was a very strong coach. Ohio State, uh, since he took over, there's only been one team with a higher winning percentage, and that team is, of course, the University of Alabama. You know? Urban Meyer had a very, very solid career, especially especially at Ohio State. So I think now, especially after what happened over the summer, this is a very good time for him to call it quits, step down, and enjoy his retirement. I commend him on his decision. Um, and, you know, I'm glad to see him go. Some more college football news before, I guess, we get to bowl games since we're not going to be able to talk about it because this is the final show of season two. And this is big news for Mizzou and Columbia, Missouri fans. Kelly Bryant is making his decision today, and it's between Mizzou. Auburn and Arkansas. And, and, uh, you know. He is. Set he has said on record that he's still considering you know teams like North Carolina and Miami. But I I think it's down to th- those three, um and you know he's got family connections at Arkansas, um but I think a lot of folks see him going to either Auburn or Missouri. Obviously you know up here in Columbia we want him here, um and I think there's a very strong chance of him coming here, but right now we just don't know. We really just don't know. And it's going to be probably one of the biggest... If he comes, my word, what that does to this program. Um, like, it would be off the walls here in Columbia. You know? This team has so many solid returning starters that if you get a good quarterback like Kelly Bryant to come in, Whew. This team could win the SEC East next season if Kelly Bryant comes in and they don't, you know, if they, and they don't, you know, s- screw the pooch because that's like that's a game changer. Um, but so you know, we don't have too much time to talk about the bowl games, so I'm gonna run through them. I want you know a one quick pick for each one, so. We'll start with easy crummy bowls. Tulane versus uh, Louisiana Lafayette in the AutoNation Cure Bowl. Tulane. Tulane, all right. UNT versus Utah State in the New Mexico Bowl. I like the Aggies on this one. They've got some quality wins this year. Give me Utah State. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate you on that one. Go with the North Texas Mean Green because they, uh, they did have a habit of going undefeated for the better half of the season against some tough non-conference opponents. All right, number 21, Fresno State against Arizona State in the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. I think the way that the Pac-12 has ran Arizona State 
against that Fresno State. I think Arizona State's offense is going to be too quick for Fresno State, so give me the Sun Devils here. All right, and that's a relative home game for for the Sun Devils. I mean, that you know, that's not too far away from from Tempe. Uh, Georgia Southern against Eastern Michigan in the Raycom Media Camellia Bowl. My mind, honestly, when I heard those two two teams, my mind instantly went to Eastern Michigan. So I'll tell you what, um, that's a solid one. Uh, this is being played in Montgomery, Alabama. So that for that reason, I got to go with Georgia Southern because Montgomery, Alabama, is not far at all from where Georgia Southern is. Um, so this is basically a home game for them. So I'm going to go with Georgia Southern here, but I can understand going with Eastern Michigan. All right. Middle Tennessee versus App State in the New Orleans Bowl. App State has got some quality wins, you know, through the years. But you can never judge out Middle Tennessee. They're in the conference championship. I'm going to have to go with Middle Tennessee. All right. I'll go with App State because I think that App State is, you know, they, they, they at one point this season were ranked. Um, they put together a pretty solid year. Uh, so i got to go with App State. All right. <clears throat> UAB versus UNI in the Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl. UAB, their conference champions. We talked about earlier how they didn't have a football program years ago, so let's go with UAB. All righty. San Diego State versus Ohio in the DXL Frisco Bowl. San Diego State has that Pac-12 offense, so give me San Diego State. I agree with that. Ohio's not going to stand much of a chance. All right, Marshall versus South Florida in the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Keep in mind, this is being played at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, which is essentially a home game for South Florida. I would have to go with USF there. You know, the home environment. Give me USF. They were also undefeated for like half the season. <laughs> All right. Florida International versus Toledo and the Makers won at Bahamas Bowl. A good, a good little vacation for both of those teams. I'll have to go with Florida Atlantic here. I, I agree. Uh, it's Florida International. But oh, Florida agree. International. All righty. Western Michigan versus BYU in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Now, BYU is located in Utah. Idaho is literally just up and to the left of Utah. So this is very close to a home game for BYU. I have a few uh, friends who go to Western Michigan, but I'll have to go with BYU here. All righty, so BYU. All right, Memphis versus Wake Forest in the Jared Birmingham Bowl because he went to Jared and brought back a Birmingham Bowl. Birmingham, Alabama. You know, Memphis is a very solid team. They almost beat UCF twice. They came into Mizzou and got wrecked on homecoming, but, you know, Memphis almost beat UCF twice, so give me they Memphis. Are, they are so inconsistent, and for that reason, I'm going with Wake Forest. You know? Yes, they nearly beat UCF twice, but UCF is the number eight ranked team in the country. Mizzou is 23, and Mizzou spanked the heck out of them. Anyway, so I'm going with Lake Forest there. All right, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl between U of H, the Cougars, and Army. Uh, Give me U of H. You know, that's a team that has been on the show a lot, and you don't want to put respect on their name, so give me U of H. All right, yep, got to go with the Cougars myself. A little bit of hometown bias, but that's okay. University of Buffalo versus Troy in the Dollar General Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Probably the worst bowl you'll ever see. Give me Buffalo here. 
I'm going with Troy. This is basically a, this is basically a home game for Troy. All righty, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl between Hawaii and Louisiana Tech. This is basically a home game for it is Hawaii. A home game for so Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's our pick. All righty, the the Rainbow Warriors taking that one. Boston College versus number twenty five Boise State in the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. This one being played in the actual Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. The uh, the Cotton Bowl Classic is being played in uh, in AT and T Stadium. Uh, who you got in this one, Boston or Boise? This is going to be a road game for both teams. Boston colleges situate up in, you know, Boston, Massachusetts area, and Boise State is up in Idaho. So there's really no home environment for either team. But I gotta go with I gotta I'm going go with Boston Broncos. College. Oh, you're going with the you're going with Boston College. I gotta go with Boise State. I like. Boise State's just—they've had—they're consistently a better team. I mean, Boston College always gets bowl eligible, but they're never all that good. I gotta go with Boise State here. All right, Minnesota versus Georgia Tech in the Quick Lane Bowl. Georgia Tech at University. I had the pleasure of visiting over the Thanksgiving break. That one's being played in Detroit. I have a few family connections, a few friends who go to Minnesota, and it's being played in Detroit, so give me the Gophers here. I'll go with the Gophers as well. Neither team really that strong, but I think Minnesota's stronger. All right, California versus TCU in the Cheez-It Bowl in Phoenix, Arizona. California versus TCU. This is a weird game, honestly, because when you look at both these teams, they're both... Underrated in their state, you know, you have oh, yeah, Cal, sure. who is you know, underrated by you know, teams like UCLA, USC, Stanford, and you have TCU, who is underrated by teams like AM and Texas. Yep, I'll have I, to go with TCU here. All right, you're going with TCU. I only I'm, considering TCU was at the time ranked and they had college game day down there in one week. I'll give, Ohio state. I'll give you that. TCU, TCU has a chance here. I'll give them that. All right, Temple versus Duke in the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. Temple, people say it's a basketball school, but they're not a bad football team, but give me Temple here. All right, I've got to go with Duke. Uh, Duke's quarterback, uh, pretty solid. Uh, Daniel Jones, I think is his name, right? Yeah, he's, he's pretty solid. So i got to go with Duke. All right, Miami versus Wisconsin in the New Era Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium. Miami's a very inconsistent team. So is but every but every time I pick Miami, they have lost. Oh, well, all I'm right. gonna go with Wisconsin here. All right, I guess we'll go with Scotty. All right, Baylor versus Vandy in the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium in Houston. You know Vanderbilt, I think is an underrated team in the not only in the East but in the entire SEC. So give me Vanderbilt here. I'll tell you what, though, Baylor's an underrated team in the Big 12. They might not have had the best season, and they're still rebuilding from uh, from when Art Bryles had to step down and all those allegations came out. But this is a team on the rise, and this is a team that can win football games. And I think they've got this one. I'm going to go with the Bears. All right, Purdue versus Auburn in the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl in, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Purdue's gotten some quality wins. They were able to beat Ohio State. I'd argue they kept Ohio State out of the college football playoff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you have Auburn. Who hasn't had a very good season. I'm going to go with Purdue here. I got to go with Purdue. Auburn's been Auburn's kind of falling off near the end here. 
All right, the Camping World Bowl. Number 16, West Virginia versus number 20, Syracuse. You know, West Virginia was considered to be in the Big 12 championship, so give me West Virginia. I agree with that one. All right, the Alamo Bowl. Number 24, Iowa State, and number 13, Washington State. Wazoo going down to San Antonio for this one. Washington State was considered for the college football playoff, but that snowstorm against Washington prevailed, so I think Gardner Mishu is going to go off against this Iowa State defense. I agree. I think Washington State has the edge. Um, that's just two relatively... Well, and also, Iowa State. Iowa State almost just lost to Drake. Like, I'm sorry, but that, that, that for me, gives it to Wazoo. All righty. Uh, now we're getting to those big ones. Uh, number 10, Florida, against number 7, Michigan, in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl in Atlanta. Both these teams were considered for a cultural playoff bid, but losses prevailed. Michigan lost to Ohio State badly, not allowing them to go to the Big Ten Championship. Florida has some bad losses, losing to teams like Mizzou and Kentucky. But I come from a Michigan family. I have to go with Michigan here. You know what? I'll go with the Wolverines as well. I think Harbaugh has been doing relatively well with, with Big Blue, and I'm going to give them that. Uh, and so I think Michigan's going to beat Florida here. All right, the Belk Bowl, South Carolina versus Virginia. I'll have to go with South Carolina here. It's played in the Bank of America Stadium, so it's basically a home game for South Carolina. Let me tell you what, though. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Here's how money works. Um... The Peach Bowl, which is most assuredly the better game, is going to be aired on ESPN, which is not, you know, like, that's good, but that's not, you know, that's not all, you know, as big as the Belk Bowl being aired on ABC. Belk Bowl is being aired on the major channel, while the Peach Bowl, which is the better bowl, is being aired on ESPN. I'm sorry, but that that's weird, but I'll show you how money works in the bowl system. Anyway... Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl between Arkansas State and Nevada in Tucson, Arizona. They've renamed themselves the Dances with Wolves Bowl because both of these teams are wolves. Interesting, but Nevada, you know, this team has always, you know, been fighting for a ranking, so give me Nevada here. I agree with that. Arkansas State, I believe they play in the Sun Belt. Not very strong either way. Anyway, now we're getting to those uh, college football playoff semifinals. Number three, Notre Dame versus number two, Clemson in the Cotton Bowl Classic, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. You already gave your pick. You believe Clemson's going to stomp on Notre Dame? Yep. I think similar to what people thought for the Alabama-Georgia game, everyone thought that Alabama was going to win by at least two touchdowns. And I picked Alabama to win by three. So I think it's going to be a similar result where it's going to be a lot closer than people are thinking, but... Give me Clemson here. All right, and then the Capital One Orange Bowl, Oklahoma ranked number four versus number one Alabama in Miami, Florida. I got to go with the Crimson Tide here. It's going to be there's, Alabama-Clemson rematch championship. There's, there's no other, like, there's no other way of putting this. Alabama is going to go undefeated and win the national championship, and Tua, I think, might just win the Heisman. Anyway, the Military Bowl uh, between Cincinnati and Virginia Tech. 
Cincinnati is an underrated team. Virginia Tech is trying to find an identity in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, yeah, no, oh, the, the ACC, ACC. Excuse me. Since he's in the American Athletic, though. Since he was undefeated for the better part of this season. I'll have to go with Cincinnati I got to go with Cincinnati as well. All right, Stanford versus Pittsburgh in the Sun Bowl. That's being played in El Paso. That's going to suck. Stanford versus Pittsburgh. This is a tough one for me, honestly, but just I'll go going off the top of my head, I'll have to go with Pitt here. I'll go with the Cardinals. I think that, I think, yes, Pitt made it to, uh, Pitt made it to the conference championship, but they got smacked. Stanford, consistently a pretty decent team throughout the year. So I'm going with the Cardinals. All right. Michigan State versus Oregon in the Red Box Bowl in Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara, California. Michigan State versus Oregon. Michigan State, yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, um, Michigan State originally was my pick for Mizzou to play in the Outback Bowl, but that didn't happen. But it's a prediction. But Michigan State and Oregon. I'll have to go with the Spartans here. I'm actually gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Spartans as well. The Ducks just haven't really been that good in the past couple years, especially since Marcus Mariota left. You know? They haven't been able to get back up to that caliber where they were, you know, competing for national championships. So for that reason, Sparty gets it for me. All righty, now for the main event here at Missouri. Number twenty three, Missouri Tigers taking on old Big Twelve rivals Oklahoma State Cowboys. In the AutoZone Liberty Bowl in Memphis. You're more of the Big 12 person, so what were your first reactions when you found out this bowl game? Of all the Big 12 teams to play, why Oklahoma State? Because Oklahoma State sucks. Like, could we have had anybody else? Please, for the love of God. Like... You know, I mean, we played. Missouri played Texas last year in the Academy Sports, and that was a good bowl. Well, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good result. No, but you need a team that can challenge you. And Oklahoma State is like not good. All right, especially in the Liberty Bowl, which is like you know, okay, all the pool of six bowls are treated equally by the SEC, but when you really look at it. The Liberty Bowl sucks. Well, let's take a look at Oklahoma State's schedule. They were able to beat Texas and beat West Virginia, but lose to Kansas State. And Iowa State. And Baylor. They lost to Baylor and TCU. These guys suck. But they beat West Virginia and Texas. Okay, yeah. But, but like, they only beat Texas by a field goal. And they only beat West Virginia by four. And those were both home games. And they almost beat Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, but but you know what? Like, this is such an inconsistent team. They got beat 41-17 to by Texas Tech. Texas Tech sucks. So the question revolving around this Mizzou-Oklahoma State game is, which Oklahoma State, State team is going to show up here? Is it going to be the team Probably the bad who- one. Almost beat Oklahoma and beat Texas, beat West Virginia? Or is it going to be the team who lost to Tech, Baylor, and Kansas State? It's probably going to be the bad one. And then this is also Drew Locke's final game as a Tiger, provided he doesn't go like Detroit. Um, you know? So his final game is a Missouri Tiger. And 
Like he's gonna lay it out, lay it all out on the line in his final game, along with a bunch of the other seniors in this class. And you've got a whole big young class trying to prove themselves in what will be a lot of guys' first bowl game. Like this Mizzou team is going to stop Oklahoma State. It's not gonna be entertaining. It's gonna be a crummy, cold day in the middle of Memphis, Tennessee. It's probably gonna be rainy. Like this bowl game's gonna suck. So you're gonna take Mizzou here on this. Yes. I'll have to pick Mizzou as well. All right. Not a lot of time left, but we'll try to speed along. 22 Northwestern is playing against the Utes. I got to go with... I actually got to go with the Utes here. I got to stick with my hometown, and I got to go with Northwestern here. All right. NC State versus number 19 Texas A&M. Got to go with the Ags. I know you're going to pick the Ags. I'm going to pick the Ags as well. After that, LSU overtime overtime game. I have to go with a and here. was something else. Anyway, all right, number 18, Mississippi State versus Iowa in the Outback Bowl. This is, see, see like, Iowa. Iowa sucks, too. Like, what's with these crappy Big 12 teams getting into big games? So, Mississippi State and Iowa. Got to go with Mississippi State. I'll go with Mississippi. I'll give me the, the SEC was... Non-con for the SEC was like 9-2 this season. So I'll have to go with Mississippi State. All right. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, number 11 LSU versus number 8 UCF. This is the big one. I'm going to go with LSU here. Okay. I'm going to make a bold prediction. You're, go- you're going with UCF. I'm going with UCF. No, why, why, why are you going with UCF here? I, I need to know. This is the marquee game. You could argue, you could argue that Auburn was a bigger game last season in the Peach Bowl, but no, this is the one. This is on New Year's Day. This is the chance for UCF to cement themselves in the national championship comp- in the national championship conversation. If you, if we want to start talking about UCF for a college football playoff berth, and frankly, I do. UCF is going to have to win this football game. I think they can, and I think they might just do it. I think without being without their starter quarterback is going to... It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt UCF. Losing McKenzie Milton is definitely going to hurt, but that that undefeated streak has to stay alive for them to be considered in the national in the college football playoff. If that, undefe- if that undefeated streak gets broken by LSU on, on New Year's Day, it's over. Like We might have to wait another three years before we start talking about UCF again. I'm going to LSU here. All righty. Fair enough. I got I to go with UCF here. I just want to see it happen. All right. The uh, VRBO Citrus Bowl, number 14, Kentucky versus number 12, Penn State. Once again, like, why couldn't we have gotten that game? You know? Like, that's a good game. Like, Mizzou versus Penn State would have been so fun. Kentucky, Penn State. Penn State. This is being played in Orlando. I, I've got to go. I got to go with Penn State here. Kentucky had a good beginning, fell off at the end. You know. I'll have to go with Penn State as well. Give me the eight lines here. All righty. Washington versus Ohio State. This is going to be the Rose Bowl. Urban Meyer's final final game in charge. This is the first time Ohio State has been to the Rose Bowl. Got to give it to them. Got to give it to the Buckeyes. I'll have to go with Washington here. Really? 
I, I'm going with Washington. Urban Meyer is going to lose his final game as a coach. The way, sure, you could argue as a snow, but the way that Washington outplayed Washington State to cement themselves and get rid of Washington State's potential of being the college football playoff, give me the Huskies here. All right, I got to go with the Buckeyes. I got to go with the Buckeyes. It's Urban Meyer's last game. He's got to cap it off with a with a win. You can say uh, you can say what you will about you know what kind of guy he is off the field, but this this man will go down coaching wise, record wise, as one of the best coaches to ever you know to ever do it. Anyway, number fifteen Texas versus number five Georgia in the Allstate Sugar Bowl in Nolens. I'm gonna go with Georgia here. U- U- UT is so overrated. I think the way that Georgia played Alabama and that almost went got them in the college football playoff, it wasn't for a bad loss. Give me Georgia here. Georgia's going to win this football game, and Jake Fromm is going to do the Drew Locke touchdown dance in the face of Tom Herman, and it is going to be beautiful, and I will cry tears of joy. So now one more game. Rematch, Clemson, Alabama. Alabama. Just straight to point, Alabama. Alabama. You don't care what the score is. I don't is, give a crud. So it's just going to be Alabama. It's going to be Alabama. You know what? If it was a few weeks ago, I would you know dispute that. You know, I thought Alabama was going to lose to LSU in Death Valley, but this is the best Alabama team I've seen in this is quite some time. This may so be one of the best Alabama teams in the history of football. Give me Alabama here. All right. Uh, one more college football thing before we go on to the next. Uh, Army Navy, Army Navy is this weekend. Always a fun game, Army Navy. Who you got? Navy typically wins, so give me Army here. I gotta go with Army as well. Army's had a great season. They're nine and two. Navy's been terrible, three and nine. Anyway, uh, short little tidbit before we move on to the to the NFL. Um. Missouri is playing UT Arlington tonight at Mizzou Arena. Coverage is all live here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Pre-game is going to be a 45-minute show, which means it'll start at 6.15. So tune into that. Yours truly will be on the call with sports director Josh Neighbors out at Mizzou Arena tonight. So uh, if you like my voice, then tune in. Uh, I'll I'll be coloring him. He's got your. He'll be on the call for your play-by-play action throughout the night. So it's something you do not want to miss. Uh, both of us really spend some good time on on this one. So make sure you tune in tonight here on KCOU. Another game this week, not tomorrow, but on Thursday, Missouri playing UMKC in women's basketball at Mizzou Arena. Sophie Cunningham of the 23rd-ranked Tigers looking to take down the Ruse in a non-conference UM system match. This is one of the few times we get to play another UM team. Cole, I believe you're involved in some way in that game? Uh, UMKC, no, I am not involved Okay, with that. I thought you might have been. I'm reporting that game. So uh, so if you follow my uh, my my... Twitter is Kyle Jones Sports is what I do all my reporting on. So Kyle Jones Sports, and I can you can follow me for all the live tweeting updates. But that one's going to be on KCOU as well. I believe that one is on the C stream. So go to KCOU.fm, click on the brown box, and give yourself a listen to some good old 
Missouri women's basketball. They are one of the best teams in the SEC. A um, little bit of a slow start for the Tigers, but they're getting back into it, and definitely a win against UMKC will help that. Now we're going to take a short break when we come back, wrapping things up with the NFL. Why is the sun so warm? What makes a winter storm? And what's a quadruped? Why is the planet Mars red? You'll find there's lots to know. And exploring as you go. To know the world from A to Z. Public service message from the National Science Foundation. How was your day? Fine. Did you learn anything new? No. Anything I should know? No. Is everything okay? Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to connect with teens. Use Connect With Me activity cards to deepen your conversations. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA, America's Wireless Companies, and the National Safety Council. All right, folks, welcome back to KNC Sports here on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Kyle Jones, joined as always by Cole Tusing here on our season finale and Cole what a week of football it was the Saints on Thursday remember Thursday uh dropped their second game of the season to the Dallas Cowboys how dare they because now the Dallas Cowboys have something to cheer about my gosh Saints you had one job yeah the Saints Cowboys game definitely um took a toll and you know, you and I are in a, you know, fancy football league, and that Saints-Cowboys game, that not only ruined my fancy team because I have guys like Amari Cooper and Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees only had seven points in fantasy. Yep. Like, it, it was not a good not a week good look. for anyone. Not a good look. It was good. It was a good week for me. Um, well, it was a good week I, for you, but... I put up 112 points. I, I doubled. I, I almost doubled uh, Park, Parker Reams' score. Parker, who's... What's his show called? Undrafted. Undrafted, yeah. Him and him and Turner have their show, Undrafted. Uh, and I kicked his bum. Anyway, uh, Ravens beating the Falcons. Um, that game being played, I believe, in Atlanta? Yes, it was played in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, pretty strong showing from the Ravens. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not too surprised by that. Can we skip the Bears-Giants game? No, because that's that's something we do have to talk about. But we can save it till later, just to spare you a little bit. All right, Broncos beating the Bengals twenty four to ten. Broncos trying to get a good season back under the belt. Six and six this year, not too bad. Rams beating the Lions, beating the crud out of the Lions, and clinching the NFC West. Uh, that you know, you know that I I would not have expected anything less. The Arizona Cardinals beat the Packers 20-17. to It was the Cardinals' first ever win at Lambeau and resulted in the firing of Mike McCarthy. What do you think of that 
decision by the Packers to fire their coach after losing to one of the crummiest teams in football? Well, looking at the Packers right now, they're four seven one right now. They should be three and eight after the Bears game in Soldier Field, but you know it is what it is. You cut your losses, but you know me being the Bears fan and seeing the Packers find their head coach, I can't argue against that. Yeah, fair enough. All right, here's a big one for me: Texans beating the Browns twenty nine thirteen at home. Nine-game winning streak, longest in franchise history. Browns now have the same exact record as the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> I just noticed that. The Browns have the same record as the Packers. Oh, my word. It's a successful season for Cleveland, y'all. It's, it's probably their best season like the past five years. Oh, I'm so proud of the Browns, even though they lost. Good for them. All right, Jaguars beating the Colts 6 to nothing. Uh, that's highs for the fewest combined points in a football game since 2007. Terrible game to watch if you like offense. Good game to watch if you like defense. Neither team really having that good of a season. Texans are running away with the AFC South, and I am all for it. All righty. The Chiefs-Raiders game, do you think that was a lot closer than... It should have been. It should have been more of a blowout in favor of the Chiefs, but the Chiefs got it done, and that's what matters. Bills getting beat by the Dolphins, 17-21. to Ryan Tannehill had three touchdown passes. Good to see an Aggie doing some work. Gotta love Ryan Tannehill. You know, he, uh, he used to be a tight end. I thought I heard something about that, but yeah, interesting. He was a tight end. He was a tight end at Texas A&M. The starter was Gerard Johnson. No, uh, what was his name? Like Gerard Johnson or something like that, um, who went down injured. Uh, and, and so Tannehill took over and wound up doing incredibly well, led the Aggies to the Cotton Bowl, I want to say, um, where they got smacked by LSU, but it was still the Cotton Bowl. Anyway, uh, Buccaneers beating the Panthers 24-17 at home. Uh, Cam Newton had four interceptions. That ties a career high for him. Very poor showing from Cam Newton. Uh, Titans beating the Jets 26-22. to I'd argue that that should not have been that close, but the Titans got it done. Uh, Patriots beating the Vikings 24-10. to it's getting, it's getting to that time of year, Cole. It is that time of year. The Patriots are coming into their element, and uh, it's, it's looking bad for the rest of the NFL. You know? Belichick is scrambling out of his hole, and... Uh, Coaching these people back to another another Super Bowl. Seahawks beat the 49ers 43-16. No real surprise there. Chargers beating the Steelers 33-30 in Pittsburgh. What do you think of that? I think this was the first real test for the Chargers, and it shows that this team is for real, and you can't take them seriously, especially... They didn't have Melvin Gordon in this game. It's beautiful. You know what? They're a great team, and they can't even sell out their own stadium. And they play in they play in, in a soccer stadium. Like, they don't even play a full-size NFL stadium. They can't even sell it out. They're a 9-3 and three football team. Like, what in the world, man? This is, That's all you need to know to realize that moving to L.A. was a bad idea. They should have gone. They should have stayed in San Diego, lobbied for a new stadium or something. You know, because they were getting crowds in San Diego. Now they're getting nobody. Anyway, 
But a you know great win for the Chargers. Funny story. Uh, apparently the guy who lives on the other side of my wall, big cinder walk wall, Mark Twain. Uh, I guess he's a Steelers fan, cause he got pissed off once again. Cinder block wall, kind of hard to hear things through those walls, right? Cause you know they're made of cinder block. Um, and this fella was yelling and cussing and screaming. I've never heard anybody so mad. It was like, oh my word, he was so mad. Um. At one point, I, I heard something being thrown at my wall that sounded like a chair or something. Um, so, yeah, that happened. I've never in my life seen seen or heard anybody as mad at a football game as this fellow was. But, my God, he was pissed. Like, okay, so so here's here's my spiel, right? It is a game. Yes, it is a tough game. Yes, we get emotional, and, and, and you know, power to you for getting a little bit emotional about football, right? There is no need to destroy your room over a football game, all right? Like, Mizzou's blown some pretty bad ones, and I've gotten mad at that, but I have never cursed so loud that I hear you multiple times clearly through a cinder block wall. I'm on the phone with my girlfriend at this point, right? And this guy starts yelling and cussing and screaming. And she's like, Kyle, is everything okay over there? I go, yeah, we're fine. The Steelers are just blowing a game. <laughs> well, then. Don't get that mad over football, y'all. It's not that big a deal. It's a big deal. There's a lot of money involved. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a pretty big deal. But it's not that big a deal. But uh, moving on, Eagles beating the Redskins. <laughs> On Monday Night Football, um, it was a comeback win. The Redskins were doing pretty well. Adrian Peterson had a 90-yard touchdown run, which ties the longest in his career. <laughs> Mark Sanchez, the, the inventor of the butt fumble, wound up recovering a fumble with his butt last night. <laughs> like, just that's, that's just poetic. Uh, but that, that even that could not get it done. As the Eagles and Zach Ertz. Uh, Zach Ertz had the most single-season receptions in Eagles history, racked up quite a bit of points for my fantasy football team, and the Eagles won the game 28-13. to um, There's that. Eagles, you know, not a very good season. 6-6 six and six this year, but they're doing okay. And now we'll go back to the, uh, to the object of your demise, O'Cole, my friend. The Bears blowing one in OT against the New York Giants. 30 to 27 should not have been this close. The Bears really should have done better. Though I'll tell you what, I, I I will give the Bears an excuse this week, and only this week, but this week in particular, because y'all are without QB one. Mitch Trubisky still on the sidelines. You know he was he was hanging out with too many girls. His shoulder is still sore. Um, you know he's had to, he's had to carry the team on his back for too long. Uh, he's, he's got too many women around his arm just admiring him, so his shoulders are still sore. Uh, so he was not able to play. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll give the Bears a pass. They'll be back next week. Don't worry too much about the Bears, especially if you're a fan of the Bears. There's there's no need to be concerned. They'll be fine. Like, like it's one game, and they're still, they still got a pretty sizable, you know, 
a pretty sizable margin in the NFC North. I mean, they're still two ahead of the Minnesota Vikings. Like, this is not a this is not a cause for concern. Now you bring up how the Bears without Mitch Trubisky, but what about the great Chase Daniel starting and throwing for 285 yards and one touchdown? I mean, honestly, Chase Daniel's not that good, but that was pretty solid, you know? Like, it's unfortunate that he, you know, wound up throwing that, you know, throwing some crummy passes, especially in overtime. There was, a, you know, obviously better reads. And, you know, there, there were a few times when I'm like, you know, you have space, Chase. Go go run for that first down. Uh, but he's not a very mobile f- mobile fella. I mean, um, Tariq Cohen even threw a touchdown pass to go in overtime. Exactly. Like, Tariq, he, Chase Daniel wasn't even the guy who threw the, the, the touchdown pass to send this thing to OT. That was Tariq Cohen. But you know what? Like, once again, it's football. Nothing to be too broken up about. Bears are still going to go to the playoffs. I think they'll still go relatively far in the playoffs. This is there's no cause for concern. I think it's time just settle down. It's gonna be okay. You know, like they're still the third seed in the NFC. But um, the Bears are playing the Rams in Soldier Field this week, this coming week, and that might be the game of the year for the for the NFC. All right. This is going to really honestly decide. It'll decide who goes to the NFC. It could decide who winds up in the uh, in the NFC Championship. Honestly, no, actually, no, it wouldn't. If the Bears win, they'll be the higher seed and they'll play the Saints. Um, and the Saints will win that football game. You think the Saints will still beat the Bears? Yeah, Saints are the best team. In- Saints are honestly the best team in the NFC. They lost it. All around. I know they lost to the Cowboys. I know they lost to the Cowboys. Fluke loss. Every team has one. The Rams had a loss. Bears lost to the Giants. Don't talk to me about fluke losses. All right? Saints are still the best team in the NFC. I don't care what the standings say. All around, they got better defense. They got better offense than the Rams. You know? And your Texans are playing the Colts in Houston. Texans should win that one. It's in Houston. They have a very good track record against the Colts in Houston. If it was in Indianapolis, it would be a different story. The Colts tend to win against the Texans in Indy. But the Texans won earlier in Indy. Exactly. So, honestly, win streak's going to go to 10 this weekend. I'm calling it now. I'm ready for it. This is honestly, one of, the, call this is honestly one, of the best, uh, one of the best Texan teams that I've ever seen. But anyway, that's going to just about wrap us up for the season. Uh, any any last words you want to say before we before we call it a season this year, Cole? I guess one thing, one last thing to point out is the Bulls have released Fred Hoiberg. Yep, and that makes me quite pleased as a Bulls fan. Rockets have found ways to win basketball games uh, somehow because they were playing like absolute trash earlier. Uh, so that makes me pleased as a Rockets fan. Um, but so closing remarks, closing remarks on our final two minutes. Anything else, Cole? Uh, no, that was the final thing to a uh, close out on. All right. Well, just a reminder once again: uh, UT Arlington versus Mizzou, the basketball game on KCOU eighty-eight point one FM tonight. I'll be on the call with Josh Neighbors, so tune the heck in. Um, other than that, always a blast having this show with you, Cole. We'll be back next semester. A special, special wishing of happy birthday to my beautiful girlfriend 
who uh, turns 21 on the morrow. So she doesn't listen to the show. She has class at this time. But um, I'm going to put something on Instagram probably tomorrow, uh, which my Instagram, I believe, is uh, kyjones25 or some some dumb thing like that. Anyway, it's it's just Google my name, Kyle Jones, my picture will show up or whatever. So uh, follow me on Instagram and flood that picture so we can wish her a good happy birthday. Um, but other than that, have your wonder, have yourselves a wonderful week. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful break. And uh, as always, go home, watch some sports, be happy. Don't curse, yell, scream, and throw chairs at someone's cinder block wall because your freaking Pittsburgh Steelers lost, for the love of God. That is all for this week on KNC Sports. That is all for the season on KNC Sports. Bye-bye.